welcome to this episode of Saintly Witnesses, where I talk to the Catholic behind the account. Today I'm speaking with Jack Bingham, who's going to come on and talk about his um, cradle Catholic slash reversion story back to the church. In addition, he's going to highlight some very important information regarding how he's living his faith. Thank you for joining and sharing this information with us uh, today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited. I appreciate it. Yeah, so a little bit about um, Jack and how I found him. Uh, I always see him on social media, you know, posting great things about uh, his his sobriety and like recovery, and he's just living out his Catholic faith super well. In addition, um, you know, he wrote the book Obsessive Compulsive Dramatic, which really, you know, documents his, um, you know, his mental illness and how he found healing and recovery. So I definitely wanted to get him to talk about his Catholic faith. And I'm sure his story is going to touch on a lot of different moving parts um, that we all see on social media. So uh, let's get started. Um, so the first question is always the same. Uh, you talk, you said that you were um, like a cradle Catholic, but had a reversion experience. So <laughs> unpack yeah. all that for us. So tell us a little yeah. bit about it. Yeah. So uh, basically I was baptized Catholic. My mom has practiced Catholicism for, at least since she got married, so probably the last 25 years or so. Um, and so she'd baptize me and drag me to church here and there. And uh, where I live in Canada, the Catholic schools are funded by the government, just like the public school. So I was sent to Catholic school for a while, and uh, so that's how I did the sacraments. But I can remember even like not wanting to make my confirmation because I didn't believe in it and all this stuff. And I sort of just rejected the faith. But my mom was always there. Um, kind of, I don't know, trying to pull me back in here and there. We'd argue a lot of apologetics and stuff like that growing up. But uh, yeah, I pretty much had a full reversion to the faith. Like for me, starting from nothing, starting from how I identified as an atheist, all the way into practicing the sacraments, you know, and submitting my life fully to Christ and his true church. Any moments during your you know, faith or this journey that you had that stood out that were like super important or just stood out to you as like, hey, like the light clicked on for you or anything like that? Yeah, um, there was a there was a few, um, probably about a year before I realized the Catholic Church was legitimate and true. Um, I was addicted to drugs and I used too much drugs and I had like a near death experience type of thing. And for some reason in that moment, I was like, I just got hit with enough pain that humility creeped its way in. And I was like, maybe I'm wrong about my, you know, my ideas of what life's all about because here I am. I felt like I was going to die in the moment. So I was like, I'm going to die a failure. I'm going to die for what? Right. And so it kind of, you know, jostled me awake. And I think from that moment on, even though it probably took another, I want to say eight months to a year to get sober and, and start going on the right path. I always had this thing in the back of my mind about, I think there is, I think there's something called God that exists. And I think God loves me. And it wasn't until I, it honestly wasn't until I started reading some of the saints and, and some, you know, airtight arguments from like uh, Aquinas and stuff like that, that I was like, okay, well, it, I believe in God now. And, and I think it's the Catholic God. So, yeah. 
That's cool, man. Thank you for sharing that. So let's go to the next question. Um, so what would you say to somebody who is discerning the Catholic church and like, hey, they thinking like, hey, this is the, the church for me, or maybe I should take that leap of faith and, you know, dig into Thomas Aquinas or those arguments that'll lead us into the Catholic, uh, the Catholic truth. So what would you say to yeah, that Yeah, I would say, uh, well, honestly, your first step is being open-minded to the possibility that your rejection of Catholicism is wrong and that maybe you're basing it off of an incorrect understanding of the faith, which I saw all the time because when I was trying to research Christianity, I would see all these Protestant sources like, this is why the Catholic Church is wrong, blah, blah, blah. And I had no way to be able to really tell what was true and what was false. And it wasn't until talking with a Catholic priest that I was able to get some clarity about what the Catholic Church really believed. That's when I learned about the catechism, for example. So I would start there with, if you want to know what Catholicism is all about, find a guy who, you know, literally put his whole life into serving the church and Christ. So, you know, reach out to maybe, I mean, a priest will always talk to you. So I would definitely start there because that's where you're going to get the, probably the most knowledgeable and truthful information that you need. Great first steps for somebody discerning the Catholic church. So thank you for sharing that. Uh, so let's move on to like the, your, your life story and going over the book that you wrote. Um, so like I said at the beginning, you know, you wrote the book, Obsessive Compulsive Dramatic, My Fight Against OCD, Borderline Personality Disorder and Addiction. Um, so what influenced you to write that? Like what it said, hey, I want to get my story out. Um, honestly, I just had a unique story. I thought uh, at a certain point, I mean, my life was so consumed, especially with the OCD. A lot of people don't realize how debilitating an illness it can be. Like you're talking about being able to leave the house, showering for like eight hours a day, the whole bit. So I got cured by a miracle. So I figured this is a pretty good story. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and this is before I was Catholic, but there was actually a Catholic priest present in the building where I was cured, um, which is very interesting. Um, but yeah, so it was sort of like, I just thought, well, maybe if I write everything down, I will get some clarity about to how all this happened, or maybe I could figure out what did I do that led to ultimately me being willing or open to receive help. And uh, as I wrote it down, I, I showed it to my mom and she thought, wow, this is, I mean, she was there for the whole story, but she was like, it's very emotional. And I think other people could read it. And then so ultimately I showed it to my psychiatrist at the time and he ended up being an author. So he kind of got me in touch with some people. And uh, yeah, it, I, I mean, why did I write it? I think I wrote it for myself initially. And then I realized that there's a utility in sharing any message because you never know who, who, who you can help or what will influence people. Yeah, definitely. Your, your work can definitely sow seeds uh, that you may not even see that definitely will come into fruition. Um, so what message do you hope people get like from the book that you wrote and like the information that you share on social media regarding like, hey, this is how I'm living now. What are some like messages that you hope people get from your life? Yeah, well, I have like a prodigal tattoo here. So that is like the message to me and, and probably the most hopeful message in all of religion, in my opinion, is in the prodigal son story where God basically says that it's, it's more beautiful to see a sinner 
repent and get into heaven than a righteous man just following the path. And so feeling that acceptance, it's almost like, and you look at guys like St. Paul or St. Augustine who were extremely sinful men like me, uh, it's just so much hope there. And so that's kind of what I like. Like I've always, I've never been really afraid of, of uh, exposing some of the things I was up to um, prior to Catholicism because there's other people out there doing it. And there's other people out there that are secretly doing it, trying to wrestle with how can I represent myself as a Catholic if this is what I struggle with or this is what I'm up to. And it's like, no, the message is literally just ultimate forgiveness, right? So the, the mercy of God is huge. I also, my favorite mysteries in the rosary are the sorrowful mysteries. So I often think about, you know, the fourth sorrowful mystery, carrying of the cross, stuff like that. There's a lot of beautiful symbolism and hope and perseverance and I think like there was times where I felt like giving up and uh, looking back on it what a waste that would have been so thank you for sharing that information sounds like you've had a lot of time to think about like hey how is my life um how can my life inspire other people um so my next question is you know you've been you know in recovery and healing for a while many years I assume um, how has your Catholic faith, uh, you know, played a role in your sobriety ever since, you know, you had this wake up call to take your faith seriously? Yeah, so I would say, so I got sober doing the 12 steps. Um, and I got sober on January 4th, 2019. So that's been two years ago. And so initially, I had no real conception of religion. But once I started dabbling in, in more of the intellectual tradition, like I was talking about, reading Aquinas, reading, even just reading the catechism, it, it kind of blew my mind. And uh, that's when I think I made a Twitter account, honestly, um, because I was like, well, I don't really know any Catholics, um, especially not my age. Like my, my parish was all elderly people, right? And I was like kind of the odd man out. So I was like, well, I'll find people on the Internet, maybe. And that's when I came across uh, that, that one guy on Twitter, the priest, uh, Father Cassidy. And he had this thing about uh, break the chains. And it was like praying the rosary every day for people who were, I think, uh, I think his initial message was addiction to pornography. Um, but I kind of expanded that to myself and started praying the rosary every day. And that's where everything changed. Like once I picked up that rosary and committed myself to praying at least once a day with the rosary, it was... I became honestly just totally obsessed with everything Catholic and it, it opened up my heart in a way I didn't expect. Yeah. The power of the rosary will definitely do that. And I'm glad to see that, um, you know, that devotion that's super popular and ancient has played a, a pivotal role in your, you know, healing and recovery. So very good to hear. Um, so my last question, you know, is a little fun question I like to ask, you know, who's your favorite, who was a favorite saint or favorite saints that you like? And why do you, um, why do they appeal to you so much? Okay. Yeah. I like my two, I always pray uh, if I'm asking for intercession I'll, and I'm in a, in a bind, it's always St. Augustine and St. Monica, right? His mother. And uh, because when I had my reversion, obviously my mother was like over the moon about all this, right? Cause she was like, thought I was insane for a long time. And then when I went, you know, it, it just really, it really touched her soul and her heart when I uh, stepped back into the church. Right. And so she told me at that point, 
you know, I ask for the intercession of St. Monica and St. Augustine every day um, that you were ill. And so that kind of blew my mind. And then I read about them and I'm like, what a perfect story. And it felt so, uh, felt so relatable. And uh, that was actually probably my introduction to the saints was my mom telling me that. And then, uh, so those two are my favorite for sure. And then, and then, I mean, if you don't like St. Paul as someone who has a reversion or conversion story, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely true. And you highlighted um, St. Monica and St. Augustine, two great, um, you know, saints that really demonstrate like a powerful bond for mother and their son. And I think the way that you conveyed your mother's like relationship with you and how she really felt after she read your memoir was like really um you know transformed and like emotional about it really conveys and like gets in touch with monica's pain that she might have had with her son you know several centuries ago so definitely cool to hear well i definitely appreciate this conversation i just wanted to highlight something that you mentioned you mentioned about um your tattoo of the prodigal son and i think that's just a powerful reminder that you know nobody's ever beyond redemption and we can always come to the father regardless of what we did in the past or who we are or what we've done, you know, in God, we can be restored and made new. Thank you for, um, you know, sharing your information with us and sharing your life story. And I pray that you continue to, you know, grow and do all great, amazing things and congratulations to your marriage. Too. Thank you so much, Rand. <laughs> I really appreciate it. God bless for sure. Yeah. And so you guys can definitely tune into the next episode of Saintly Witnesses. Uh, where we talk to Catholics across social media.